It is Wednesday, my dudes. Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Pool List. My name is Lex, and I'm here with my co-host, Simon. Simon, what is up? Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm just, uh, as some would say, living the dream. Living someone's dream. I like that. <laughs> this is a podcast where we review a trade. Some people call it a trade review. Trader review. And on this week's episode, we are reviewing a book called Wind. There is a member of our Discord. His name's Kalis. Great guy. Great member of our community. He had hit me up last week and asked me if I had read Wind. I was under the impression that Wind was optioned to be a movie or a TV show, but I couldn't find it. So if it is, hit us up and let us know where. I couldn't find it, and also I only looked for about two minutes, so I didn't try that hard. But he hit me up and asked me if I read it and would I recommend it, and I said, no, nah, I, I read the first issue. Anything from Boom and Image, I pick up the first issue, just because typically I get like two copies of the first issue, because typically most of those shows get made, or most of those books get made into shows or movies, and when they get hyped up, the books sell for a lot more, so I'm scalper, scum, but yeah, I just do it anyway. And sometimes I end up enjoying them. Wind, I don't even remember if I ever read it. I got the first issue. I think I may have skimmed through it. But uh, I definitely don't remember, especially after reading the first volume. So, that long introduction, we're reading Wind. <laughs> I got lost. What? Let's go start over. <laughs> You're like, what, what? We're reading what? <laughs> yeah, where are we? Wind, issue number one. So, for fans of Once in the Future, that's me. Isola and Middle West. I like Middle West. I don't think we have not reviewed that on the podcast, but it is on the list. Mm. The award-winning team of James Tynan IV, who has wrote, written Batman, Something's Killing the Children, and I'm sure numerous other things, and Michael Dialanis. I think he's right. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Illustrator of The Woods and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reunite. I don't know why I said it like that. Reunite. From what? What did they do? What did they do together? Uh, I don't know. They Maybe they're just friends. Maybe they hung, yeah. they've hung out in numerous Reunited episodes. Reunited because it feels so good. <laughs> Apparently this is a must-read series that shocked the comic book industry, which I, did, I was not aware of this, and I was talking to Simon before we started recording, and... Apparently, this was the biggest comic launch that Boom has had, which is weird because they have books like Something is Killing the Children and Once in Future, which are huge books, in my opinion. They're two of my favorite books. And this one, after reading it, I just I would not have guessed that. So I don't know. And we'll hmm. get Simon's opinion in a second. So magical heritage is punishable by death in Pipe Town. So a young boy named Wind <laughs> wait, wait, must... <laughs> Pipe Town's what I call my bedroom. <laughs> Oh, God. All right, so magical heritage (laughs) is punishable by death in Pipe Town. So a young boy named Wind must keep his true identity and his pointy ears a secret from everyone, even if that means he'll never have the normal life he wants. But when his secret is threatened, Wind will be for... Wind! I always say it without the D. I've been saying it... Even when I read it, I I called him Wind. Mm. Wind will be forced to leave his home behind and embark on a dangerous quest that will put him in the heart of a royal conspiracy behind his imagination. 
<laughs> Too many words in that sentence. Mm. Jesus. Now on the run with Oakley, his best friend, Thorn, the boy of his dreams, and Yorick, an actual prince, Wind will have to embrace the magic within himself if he wants to save them from the shocking dangers that await. That's something that I thought was really interesting and I wish I would have known before we started reading. Every issue of Wind is oversized, featuring more than 40 pages. Jeez, so much reading. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> again, as you guys know from numerous episodes, uh, I don't like to read. And I'm not very good at it. So, yeah. You know, God, typical comic book issue is only 26 pages. So this was double the reading. <laughs> no thanks. No thanks. Double the reading. Double the fun. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about things you liked, things you didn't like. First impressions of the story overall. Um, yeah, so jumping right into it, <clears throat> it reminded me a lot of the, of the and I can't remember the name of that book that we read, the, the last book with like the Hansel and Gretel type story where the guy dresses up in the suit and tie. He's like switch places with the other girl. What's the name of that book? Oh, uh, Folklords. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of the kind of Folklords-esque. Um, yeah. Kind of on the opposite side where, you know, he's like a normal dude in this magic place where this guy's like a magic dude in this normal place. Um, <clears throat> kind of normal. I mean, was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it, it, there were a lot of not so subtle hints at identity and... Yeah. Um, just finding oneself, obviously. I mean, in the first, I think in the first issue, you find out that this character uh, is gay, I guess, you know, whatever. And, yeah. But I do like that they don't even, it's just there, you know, there's no like, yeah. as, an, a, as a red stater would be like, oh, they're shoving it down our throat. Like it was just there. And I'm sure cool. someone, I'm sure someone might even say that about this book, but I don't, I agree with you. I don't think, I think it was, I like it when it's normalized. Yeah. And like I, yeah. Like, I, I do think there should be an emphasis on people's identity and things like that, but I like it when it's not the point of the story. It's just yeah, a yeah, normal yeah. aspect because you know, it, people are all the same. It's not and, a, it's not a personality trait. It's just yeah. how someone is. Yeah. And so it wasn't this giant grand reveal that this kid might be gay. I mean, he is gay. Let's just be honest. Uh, it wasn't this giant reveal. It was just who he was. Mm -hmm. And it didn't really, it didn't, it wasn't jarring. It was, it didn't skip a beat. It just kind of happened. And I was like, Oh, okay. What, who cares? That guy's kind of yeah. buff. That's all I thought. I was like, geez, way to swing for the fence wind. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like if I, if I was gay, that'd probably be my guy too. I mean, he was yeah. the biggest guy in town. <laughs> yeah. This big old sweaty runner dude. Yeah. Why not? And that guy was gay too. Right. And I, we could talk about that and, the next I, issue, I, I guess. Think they, I think they allude to that more in the issue. I think that was more ambiguous than Wind. I think Wind was like oh, pretty yeah. spot on, right? But this guy Thorn, his relationship was sort of like very mysterious on how he felt and like his whole life. <clears throat> yeah, um, I don't know, but um, anyway, like you said, I, I like that it's just there. It's not. Um, it's not his whole reason for being in the story or anything like that. Um, mm -hmm. I like the characterization of the supporting characters. They all seem very pleasant and sweet and they want to take care of wind. And, um, you know, you don't find out how 
I don't think you find out how he came to be in this situation until no, later. Yeah, no. yeah. And it's almost kind of, it's interesting even how, it's interesting how, you know, they kind of don't even make a big deal about him closing his, uh, or covering his ears and stuff like that. They're like, cover these up, you know, whatever, but it's not like life or death. Oh my God. Yeah. Even though he had, uh, to me, he has like a blue tint to his body, even though I know he maybe doesn't, but like, he does, yeah, kind of like an olive skinned, like yeah. a blue or olive skinned. I'm gonna cut you off, and I'm just gonna just because it's it's on just my mind. I I do I love these sort of worlds, magical fantasy worlds, you know, like Zelda, folklords, and things like that. I love it, and I specifically love it when they mesh, uh, sort of like the folk the fantasy magic world with like modern technology. Like even mm-hmm. though it can be a little jarring, we'll talk about in the next issue. There, there is a few jarring things where I'm just like, what, where, where did that come from? <laughs> but <laughs> also there, you know, they have these people that work specifically on like these engineer core that work on the town or, you know, work on the city and things like that. So if you haven't gotten from the synopsis, this is the pretty much the last surviving city of the world. And they're trying to keep all magical beings out of it. That's really all you need to know. We won't dive too much into the story, but that's pretty much it. The last humans are here, and anybody that has quote-unquote weird-blooded <clears throat> is what they call it, which I love that. It's like a whimsical, magical term that doesn't make sense, but it's just it sounds funny. They try to keep all these people out. That's the thing. Hardcore prejudice it deals like simon said identity it has a it touches a lot of things without shoving it down your throat (laughs) (laughs) they're shoving it right down (laughs) our throats um so yeah i liked it what'd you think about the art so far there i'm gonna ask you right now what'd you think about the art because the way i thought about it in the first issue it changed progressively Mm -hmm. throughout the story so i want to ask you your initial thoughts about the art right off the bat i don't um I like it, but it's not my favorite. Yeah. But um, yeah, as we talk about it, my yeah. I'm the same way. Like my, my feelings towards it kind of evolve depending on certain character model. I'm, int- I'm interested to see if we have the same gripe. It's not a gripe. It's kind of a gripe, but I'm interested. I'll tell you in the next issue. Uh, but yeah, this issue was good. I wasn't. I will say that I wasn't totally invested in the book yet. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of cool things. And again, I do love this sort of world. I also, as we mentioned in numerous episodes, I like being dropped into a world like this without, I like to get the backstory throughout the stories. So yeah, yeah. I, I was okay with that. I can see why I didn't get the second issue because it didn't, you know, just, it didn't captivate me a hundred percent. It's better as a trade read. Uh, for sure. Let's talk about how that dad just murked that little cute plant thing. Sad. Was that an issue one? I think so. Yeah, I think so because that's what's right. what's so yeah what's so weird about this being a these are uh, oversized issues. It really technically is a ten issue book, mm-hmm. which is this is longer than we've ever done. Oof. We're working on our stamina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a jarring moment his dad I, and we're talking about thorn's dad um who is devoted to the king pretty kind of yeah like it was weird because it, he seemed like he was but then he also let these 
things go out of hand, like grow out of control. And he said, if the king knew that I that these grew out of control, he would have my skin. Mm-hmm. And then so it's like, why did you let? Then why did you let it get out of control? Right. Well, the king, it, and then he just there was like this cute. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say the king is just kind of a dickhead anyway like he's like this old decrepit he's probably gone a little crazy Mm -hmm. and uh yeah he's just kind of out there and so he's gotten even worse as he's gotten sicker yeah and apparently if you're outside of these the protection of this city if a magical creature touches you it instantly starts twisting your blood and you become you you know you you have this sort of they call it weird blood you have magic in you if you get touched and it, and, I, and i don't think that actually happens because later on one of the characters gets touched by a magical creature or like a, a creature that you would assume is magical and nothing happens i think it's just one of those things that like sort of like a racial thing or like a prejudice thing where they're just like mm, well no, don't touch don't touch don't touch yeah me. i i think that that goes back to the whole like honestly the 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 gay thing like i think that that's uh that's the not so subtle way of talking about yeah i don't know that trait with these characters is like this is about like you said this is prejudice could be racial it could be it could be congruent to any one of those things in modern society but uh it seems like people were so worried that that like aids or or homosexuality or whatever would rub off um on them if they were touched by yeah somebody. like you would be, you would you would become gay or yeah whatever. you're gonna catch the gay <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so weird so weird so yeah that's and we see this first magical creature with thorn's dad and it's sort of like this this cool moment where you think oh maybe his dad's like a good guy that's like saving these magical creatures but then he like slowly enters a knife <laughs> into this cute magical being, and even the son's like, "Oh, what? <laughs> what just happened?" Yeah, and he kills it, and it's it's this whole thing. It's very. It was very yeah. sad. It was so sad. <laughs> it's just like you said. Like it's like. <laughs> we also learned that, <laughs> that the bandaged man is in town now. Very ominous, but. Mm. That's a that's a beat in issue number one. He has leprosy. Yeah, poor guy. No wonder he's angry. <laughs> that's why he's bandaged. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take it away. Issue number two. All right, the bandaged man has returned to Pipe Town to find any remaining magic and will eliminate it or them with extreme prejudice. But can Wind, with the help of Oakley, find a way to cure himself of this magical heritage, or has he put himself in even more danger than he ever imagined? Yeah. So the mom. Uh, so this issue was pretty. <laughs> Sorry, we have like a slight lag, guys. That's we'll okay. Fix it in post, but uh, we have like a slight lag, so I'm like trying to anticipate when Simon's going to talk. Oh yeah. So uh, with issue two, you're getting more of an in-depth look at the Pipe Town and just all these characters that are involved. Um, and it's funny because like this bandage man, he's like it's just kind of crazy how he's involved in this whole thing, especially when wind is like spying on his boy toy again, you know, he, he sees the bandage man and the bandage man just like sees him through the, you know, it's like a scary movie moment. (laughs) Yeah. They say that he can smell the weird blood, which is just sounds like a thing that they would say like, Oh, he's such a good hunter. He, it's like, he like, you know, 
like a tall tale they tell about people that are like badass. But mm-hmm. he, maybe he actually does because there's no reason why he would turn around because Wind was there freaking panting over Thorn. <laughs> well it's funny as i can imagine it one of those situations it's like uh in shazam one of my favorite scenes in shazam is when they're like for so far apart from each other and he's going through his like evil monologue and he's like what <laughs> like i love that that like realistic take on what would actually be the yeah like nobody whispering could hear but so that to me it's like he just turned and it happened to be in the direction yeah. that wind was looking at him, but it's uh funny nonetheless. Yeah, it was great. So I don't know if this is where your complaints start, but this is where my complaints start with the art. Do can I tell you what my art my complaint is before you say it? Just Go ahead. See? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say it. My main complaint with the art is the pupils of the eyes. No. <laughs> I don't know. That's not mine. Oh my god. <laughs> Like, in most of the uh, sequential art, they're just, like, dots. Mm. Like, sometimes they're, when they're close-ups on the faces, they're, the pupils are drawn, you know, more detailed, thicker. But through the entire, like, multiple, like, when there's multiple characters in a the scene, they're just, like, dots. <laughs> and it's, it's just like they're, like, completely wide-eyed. Like, yeah. it just... They're yeah, all on, it they're takes all me out of it. It takes me out of it. Like one hundred percent every time it happened, I was just like, "Why?" So, so my actual complaint is just with the character design in general. Um, I hate the bandage man design. I think that he looks ridiculous. I thought um, that you would like it. No, among everyone else, especially later, yeah, he looks cool. But at this point. His head is so tall, he looks like an Easter Island head on this like weird, overly big upper body and these little yeah. tiny stick legs. Yeah. So I wasn't a fan of that. And I know that's stylistic and it kind of fits with the whole thing. Cause, uh, but compared to everyone else, because we haven't really met any uh, of the other worldy people yet. Hmm. And so compared to everyone else, yeah, that his character does. Um, and that's why in, immediately I was like, He's he's obviously a weird blooded dude. No spoilers for what we're gonna talk about in a second, but I was like, yeah, he something. looks he looks very different than any everyone else. And this blood sniffing thing is they keep talking about it, <laughs> so yeah. it's obviously a thing. He must. Love I want to go back. The... I want to go back to issue number one real quick. <laughs> he must love the the women's <laughs> convent. You know, at a certain time of the it's month. It's that. It's that time of the month. I'm back in town, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, yeah. He's just like, that's just like uh, women's toiletry that's wrapped around. <laughs> <laughs> it's just got him dangling from his head. Uh, issue number one, the, there's a guy that's like the typical diner idiot racist. It's just like, yeah, you did. The ba-. You know, he, uh, he makes the announcement that the bandage man's back. He's going to get all of them. He's, he's <laughs> down now. Yeah. That guy looks like an actual monkey. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought the same thing. <laughs> I thought that he was probably weird blood. I wonder if he it'll ha- come out he later. He has to be, right? Because yeah. I was like, he distinctly, he had like these perfectly circled, low-hanging ears. It's like, Thick, bro- he's. Specific- I was like, that dude looks like a fucking monkey, man. Well, and part of that could go back. I mean, even that character design may be intentional with 
you know, again, when you see, <laughs> it's like when you see people at rallies, it's just speaking racially. If you yeah. see people at rallies, they're like, yeah, they're the perfect specimen. It's like some toothless <laughs> hillbilly. Yeah. Fat with a tooth- thick, with a thick forehead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, damn, black blue, I shouldn't be over here ruining our pure blood. And it's <laughs> Maybe like, it was stylistically uh, uh, draw- jarring. You? You're the perfect <laughs> specimen? So, yeah, to me, I, it was one of the two. Like, either he is a weird blood and he's self-hating. Or yeah. that was like very specifically drawn out. Or like he's that. or he's like trying to throw the scent off of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the bandage man can smell it. Bang, so. bang. Well, and he also so he goes to the bar later. Mm-hmm. You know, not to spoiler yeah. alert. He goes to the why bar would they later. Sh- why would they show him there though? Why would they show? Because that guy, the monkey man, goes to the bar too. Like kind of sad. Well, he goes there before. So she, he goes. You know, he goes to get his drinks and she's closing up to do what she's going to do. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So later the bandage man shows up. So maybe he was smelling that monkey man. Maybe we're making this all up. But maybe he was smelling him and not when. James Tynan, you slick bastard. You're fucking the... What a twist. What a twist. I've noticed that. We've read a lot of his books recently. And I think we've generally liked them all. Mm, Yeah. Once in future is so good. Oh my god. Once the future is so good. Um, okay, so what else happens in this issue? Because they're so they're so big. Is oh, so the mom, Miss Molly, I think is her name, or am I making that up? Good golly, Miss Molly. She tells Wind, like, hey, the bandage man's here, you gotta get out of town. He's upset because he doesn't want to be magical. He just wants to be normal. He wants to pant over the buff runner, Thorn. Oh, that's it. I mean, there's a huge age discrepancy with that, but I guess it's like a coming of age. Like if you, couple well, I mean, maybe not, but he's huge. Well, Thorne's I mean, like a giant dude. There are short people and tall people in this world. And, I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, are they normal true. though? I'm, just <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, guys. He doesn't want to go and best friend slash sister Oakley. Yeah, I think that's her name. Freaking sunglasses. She says, "I, I promise." You don't have to leave, which is... A, we all knew that was a mistake. She apparently finds... Or, you know, she works for the Engineer Corps, and she hears that, you know, she just hears some, of like, general talk. They're talking about whispers down in the sewers or in the tunnels about a witch that can get rid of powers. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, shit, perfect. We can solve this right now. And it's just, like, kids listening. To, I, I, I don't know how old they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's, like, an ambiguous thing, but... It's like younger people listening to like tall tales and like, oh, we can do this. We can take it. You know, we don't have to do the the adults don't have to be a part of this. We can just handle it on our own. There's a witch. Bing. (laughs) And then it's like, it's like, actually, instantly, this is when I got interested in the story because like it's been, you know, good so far. But I was like, what is going on? (laughs) There's like this weirded hooded man that's like, yeah. I'll take you to the witch. And she's like, well, he's going to try to touch them. So they should probably run away. <laughs> uh, what's funny is I, I really thought that that was going to be the bandage man. Um, yeah, I could see that. Like leading them there and, and killing everybody, fucking everybody up. Yeah. But that was kind of a weird interaction, but I, and like, I had a lot of trouble kind of understanding what the hell he was talking about. Like the different winds. And I read it, I read it three times. 
the first time I read it, I I actually flipped through it mm-hmm. <laughs> to get back to the story because <laughs> I was like, I mean, you know what this is? This is like the this the actual history. You're like, oh, you know, it's a flashback. It's a story of what happened. <laughs> I was like, I don't care about it. even though uh... the art was the art was really good. I like that style of art. Yeah, me too. It, the colors popped. I it was so good. But I was like, eh, let's get back to the story. I want to know what happens. Like, yes, we get it. There's some mystical. Even after going back and reading it, I was like, I still don't really understand. <laughs> so let's get back to the story. And they're like, well, how do you know? Do you have 20 years too? And he's like, yeah, kind of. And he lifts his hood off and it's just like this completely just like fucking morphed bark man. Bark man. It looked crazy. <clears throat> it's my favorite it part cool. of The Simpsons. It was, it was, it was cool though. I, I thought it was cool too, and it reminded me of something else that I've read. I, that particular uh, panel and situation reminded me of another book that I've read. I couldn't tell you what it was, but it was I, I love those character designs and and some of these other parts, just in those sewer areas, like when they go in and they're getting blood transfusions. Like all that was pretty cool. It's sad though, you know. Like it. It was sad because it seems like I'm having a hard time figuring out who's good and who's bad because also in this in this story the king is dying mm-hmm. and he wants his son to carry on this thing called the blood laws which basically says that no magical people are allowed in town or in this survive last surviving city but the king's brother is exiled because he was helping these magical people like just have normal lives so the young, the prince is kind of like a P word. He's kind of a, a wimp. And <laughs> a prince, yes. Yeah, P-word. he's a prince. And he doesn't, one, he doesn't want to be king, but he also wants to, he doesn't want to like have the persona of being like a punk. So he's like, oh, I'll do, I'll, because he does, obviously we learned that he doesn't really give a shit about the blood laws or not because he's still kind of a dick. But he's like, right. oh, I'll bring my, my uncle in. He'll save everybody. He'll be the hero. And then I will be, hero by proxy because i brought him in to I'll, do the right thing i'll be absolved of responsibility yeah that his whole character arc made zero sense to me um no. mainly because he's like if i stay here i'm gonna have to carry on it's like no you don't you, you don't once he dies you'll be king and you can just you're stop the, doing yeah that. you're the actual king <laughs> you can just stop doing that with your yeah makeup but <clears throat> Yeah, his makeup threw me off every time too. Not because not only did he just have like freaking creepy dot pupils, <laughs> but he also had like this weird eyeliner. Which I, eyeliner's not weird, but his it was weird because it's, well, it's yeah the whole it's, eye setup it was, was like eyeshadow under his eyes. Like pfft, yeah, what? Who wears eyeshadow <laughs> under their eyes? People, yeah, come on, man, get it together, you stupid prince. <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything else that happened in this one. Does the Bandage man find that whole interaction with the underground area happens really quick. I think he does, and it, uh, yeah, because it's right at the end, and it's really sad. <laughs> yeah, it's so this apparently we learned this. We learned that this doctor, she's not a witch, she's a doctor that is trying. To, she's actually trying to help people. Yeah, in a in a scientific way, even though you know blood transfusions, complete blood transfusions, sounds like an absolute nightmare, and it looks like an absolute nightmare. Um, it's like Keith, you Keith see all these, Richards weird <laughs> yeah you see all these people that are just like basically dying mm-hmm. and um, they take a blood sample from wind and she's just like oh 
What? Something's up with your blood, man. Listen, if you're like me, you're tired of going out on the hunt for great pops or NECA figures and finding empty or destroyed displays. That's where Galactic Toys and Collectibles comes in. They have a great selection of Funko, NECA, Gunpla, and trading cards. All your nerd essentials. Their stock is always rotating, so you never know when they'll have that thing that's sold out everywhere else. Use our affiliate link through my Instagram, Simon Toast, in the description or on our website, and surf their stock. You never know what you'll find, and it will really help out the show. Are you on the hunt for great import collectibles for a great price? Well, check out SaveYourCowCustomsAndCollectibles.com. They have great figures and model kits based on your favorite anime, comic, or movie heroes. They sent us a 30-minute mission model kit, and it was awesome. These are from Bandai, and they're modular mechs and can be mixed and matched with awesome accessories, and they make great army builders. From Nendroid to Mezco, these are your guys. They even do customs. Check out XavierCalCustomsAndCollectibles.com. That's X-A-V-I-E-R-C-A-L CustomsAndCollectibles.com. All right, so yeah, obviously his blood is special somehow. Somehow, somehow. It, it all happens really fast. She, they go down there, they meet this lady. She's infected. That's her motivation, her real motivation for wanting to help people. And um, yeah. And then the bandaged man shows up and just wrecks shop on everyone that's there. Mm-hmm. Like hardcore. Kills them all. And I think that's how it ends. I'm. It could be wrong. I don't know. Do you remember? I think you're right. I think that's pretty much where it ends. Like they're trying to find a way out. One thing of note that I think that I remember is that the doctor says, find my sister in Northport. She will explain why you're so special. Mm-hmm. And she immediately then gets killed. Does she? I don't yeah, remember seeing her a, actually get killed. It's a silhouette. They don't show her, but it was. They have like her pigtails in the silhouette, and he slink. Ugh, dang. Yeah, and but he. This is when we know that the smelling of the blood is a real thing and not sort of a tall tale because he takes that sample of his blood and he smells it and he's just like, ooh. You smelled the blood. That's interesting. I'll have to taste that or some whatever weird shit he says about it. He notices uh, yeah, that there's something special about it, right? And uh, then they then the chase begins. I can't remember. I don't think the chase begins then because after this they go back to the the bar, but I don't think that's in this issue. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, no, I, I I think it really ends pretty much with. <clears throat> them escaping from the room. Yeah. Okay. So wind issue number three, and we might be wrong. I don't know if someone can pull it up as a reference. I don't know where my iPad is and I'm scared to use any more bandwidth because I live in a fragile shanty town. <laughs> <laughs> I all have like an aluminum hat on in the recorded version. <laughs> Jeez Louise. All right. Wind issue number three. Wind and Oakley have discovered a secret magical society hidden deep in the tunnels of Pipetown that may hold the answers that they seek. 
But if the managed man and their, his army have their way, no one, not even wind, will survive. Um. Yeah, so maybe that's a little bit of last issue. Mm-hmm. But basically, they they escape. They get up to the top uh, above, because this all happens in the tunnels. They get up to the main ground, and the the mom is realizing that shit's going down, and she sends their fry cook, which apparently used to be like a mercenary or something like that for the king. Yeah. Uh, they've had, he's had numerous interactions with wind throughout the series, sort of like heart to heart, heart moments. He doesn't know that he is magical though. And he like sort of has like a, he sort of just has like this like offhanded, not prejudice, but offhanded, like just way of thinking because he talks about, Magic you know, when to ask him about magical people because he hasn't really had any experience with it. And he's just like, oh, you know, they're they're pretty much people, but you know, they are weird, and we try to stay away from him. And he has this like horrific story about a guy that he was doing a job with, and so he just, you know, he's one of those people that you grow up in like a small town, like both of us grow up in a small town. You know, people that aren't like racist or don't hate gay people, but they're also like, oh, you know, I just don't really not the most time. I don't really interact with them. Not, right, right, right. I, yeah. I'm, I try to stay away. But I don't hate them, but I just, uh, yeah. 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 And so he's kind of like that, but the mom says, Hey, go save my kids. And he's like, yes, ma'am. I will do that. Um, these guards, you know, start to question Oakley and wind and he steps in, he realizes that wind is magical, but and I, I really appreciated his kind of story arc because maybe it's, it's over, but he was, he notices that he's magical and he's just like, you know what? I'm, I don't care. Like we, the connection we had is still there. Like you having pointy ears doesn't change, you know, whatever fondness I have for you and this whole sort of bar family that we have. Yeah, and, that, was, uh, that was really nice. Yeah, like just yeah, it was a great moment, probably one of my favorite moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he lets he tells them to get away, and he will fight off the guards. And like, hey, you're gonna die, which I just think it's like the the death. I guess it's more realistic, but the death is extreme in this. It's like, hey, you're gonna die. And he's like, yeah, I know. And it's just like, that's it. He's dead. <laughs> they don't ever show him die, but every death in this happens pretty quickly. And it's just like on to the next part of the story. Right. 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 <clears throat> yeah. I had um, a problem with that later. Yeah. It might be in this issue. I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. And so they get back to the, they finally get back to the bar and the mom's downstairs. She's helping. We learned that the, one of the right hand men of the King wants the Duke to be back or wants the Duke to be King. And they have like this whole sort of secret agenda to get the prince out to bring the duke back whenever the king is dies because the king thinks he's going to die tonight, tomorrow. It's happening soon. Mm-hmm. Which, again, to your point, it doesn't make sense. Like, he can just, I think he just doesn't want to be king. I think that's a big part of it. Right. Yeah. I, I just think he doesn't want to do it. He seems like just like this sort of slimy character that just is lazy prince loser <laughs> not that he's a loser that's kind of mean but he's a dick in this book yeah he's a loser <clears throat> yeah and so um they reach the mom and the mom's like 
I, you know, I know what's happening. We're, we're good. We're going to get you out of here. Oakley, say your goodbyes because we're leaving. But then they hear the the bandaged man and his men upstairs. And uh, this was kind of sad, but it was also just like, it was a really, really sad moment. I'm not going to say kind of sad. It was a very sad moment. Something that I could see in a movie, you know, being a tearjerker. But the mom goes up there and she's talking to the management. And in this scene, I was like, yeah, I didn't really like the way he was illustrated because he was just like towering over some scenes. He was bigger than everyone. And then some mm-hmm. scenes he was like the same size as everyone. Right. Maybe only a little bit taller. But yeah. 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 But his body was this, his body shape was the same, but his size comparison was different every time they showed him. Um, But yeah, he was there and he's, He just has this menacing, sort of like a Jason. <laughs> He's just standing vibe. there menacingly. <laughs> but, you know, he just has this like, oh, yeah, I've already figured it out. Yeah, I'm yeah. that good. It's just like it, that was sort of annoying to me. Right, right, right. He's like. He's like 10,000 steps. Yeah, he's 10,000 steps. But uh, everybody like what? Just kill everybody then. <laughs> yeah. Cut this shit. And it was I see where he was trying to get, you know, like this. um imposing figure by saying like this is my favorite part you know yeah. giving people a little bit of hope before i hunt them down or something i'm glad they said that because without that i'd be like that's dumb because if that's his job then why doesn't he just do it mm-hmm. yeah um yeah and so the mom goes up there and she's like yeah you know we're closed but she serves him beer he's obviously stringing her along because he knows what's going on well, and, and even her dialogue when she emphasizes, like, go do that thing I yeah. was talking about. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah, it was sad. That was sad, but also, like... Super, super sad. Because he's like, yeah, I know someone's watching us. Let's get them out of here. And it was cool. Like, that... If this is an option for a movie or a series, like, on Netflix or something, that seems like it could be a really cool scene. Mm-hmm. Like, this menacing figure, and then he's like, yeah, bring, you know, bring that person out. It's the daughter. And she's like, hey, I won't be able to do that job or that errand. And mm-hmm. they, the daughter automatically knows what she's talking about. She's like, you'll have to figure. And they have It's a cool conversation because like us as the reader, we know what we're, talk, we're talking about. And they seem like they're talking in code. But also the bandage man is just like. Yeah, okay, on, man. okay, man. Yeah, five, 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 five. Come on now. That's like my favorite, one of my favorite memes. <laughs> like, Come on now. I got it, man. I, I, let's wrap this up. I know what you guys are doing. You're being, like you said, you're being very obvious. I can't run that errand downstairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, uh, what? You won't mind if my daughter does that, right? He's like, no. Uh, I'm going to try to kill her in a second after I kill you. Right. Yeah. Fuck that. Sad. Yeah, and then so the daughter leaves sad, and but she very. Then this is why I don't think their ages are defined, and maybe that's on purpose. Very quickly, he's like, "We have to get out of here." I guess it's like fight or flight. She's like, "We have to get out of here." My mom's dead, and she's like processing all this stuff at once, and um, that's when he does the menacing, like, "Oh, this is my favorite part." Mm-hmm. This really gets my jollies going. <laughs> gets me going. <laughs> and then he stabs her, which is like, damn, that's really sad. Well, that was another one. I'm not sure if he actually, you know, like it's all ambiguous. Like he picks her, yeah. like, you know, but yeah. 
Yeah, it was, and then it just it gets glossed over, sort of. It's just like, oh, she's dead. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's in this issue. I apologize for anyone listening because it is I read. You know, you read it all at once, and so it just kind of all carries over. But they get in the boat and they're going, and this might be in the next issue. This is a jarring moment to me, though. Um, no, okay, this is in this issue still. I think they are in their boat. Which, I, it's not a paddle boat. I, I don't know why I thought it was. But it's just sort of like this rickety boat that they're just sort of going slowly through the tunnels with. And they say they don't want to draw any attention to them. They just want to be quiet. And they want to just make their way. But then you see <laughs> the bandage man and, like, a king's man in this, like, powered speed boat. <laughs> and to yeah. me, it was just like... Everything else, like I know that technology isn't like ancient technology, but when I saw this like speedboat, I was like, "What?" Yeah, like a really nice speedboat, not just yeah, with like a, with like a throttle on it and everything. Yeah. I'm just like, I was like, "Where did that come from?" And why do they use like what? Mm-hmm. Like, I, and then I realized, like, oh, yeah, there has been technology and and all this stuff, but also that was just a weird addition to it. I guess they well, had they needed a way to catch up to him. I get, it makes sense, but well, and it I mean, just, it took me out of it for a second. Well, the protagonists have a like a motorboat too, and then and then we then I it makes it recognizable that they have the motorboat because she's right. just like she does the go kart thing where she's just like we're going yeah. faster now. She's like I know how to make it faster with this wrench. Yeah, it's like Super Mario Brothers, pretty much. <laughs> she got a mushroom. Uh, <laughs> It was kind of interesting to see when they're in the pipes, like people are doing, it seems like other people are doing like contraband stuff. You know, I don't know, but. Yeah, it seems like the the way that those common folk kind of do there, it seems like just like a trade and barter underground thing. Everybody kind of skirts the line. Yeah. You know, like they probably don't even care about weird bloods either if it benefits them. Yeah, they were like traders and, like you said, barterers and things like that down there. There's just like people trying to get what they needed. Right, right, right. So, yeah, that was cool. They, I don't know. It was cool. How they got away, though, I was just like, "Mm, I don't know, man. It it was very (laughs) Scooby-Doo-esque. Yeah, yeah. They were like, oh. And you got to keep in mind that they're in boats going super fast, but then they're like, there's a there's a way. Let's jump out and let's stay underwater. It's funny that you say that because it almost happened like in the in the series of sequence. I'm sorry, let me start over. In the sequence of like when you're thinking comic stills, they see it and it's almost like they're not moving anymore. Like uh-huh. they've completely stopped. Yeah, but you because- know me. You know I I can't think of it like that. I have to think of it in terms of like playing in my head this is like yeah to see i haven't up until you brought it up (laughs) they saw it and they were probably like 30 feet past it before they made the decision to jump off the boat yeah they had like this full-blown conversation let's just say they were right when they noticed it they're right next to it and then they have this full-blown conversation about their plan and what could they could do and how they can get away yeah. But if the boat's going faster than it was, they're, a speedboat's trailing them. They're, like you said, they're already 30 feet away from it. But when they jump out, they're right next to it. I'm just like, uh, I get it. Maybe uh, I'm a, uh, that's nitpicky. I know it is. But I was also, but I was I'm, also like, 
I don't think it is nitpicky. Like, it makes sense. Very Scooby-Doo. That's a very good um, explanation. I was like, mm, that's very convenient. <laughs> yeah. One, that there was just like a, an extra escape hatch. And if my second complaint about that is that if the he's this master hunter and tracker, they just like gave him the... the they're just like, oh, we're good. We're out. He didn't see this giant splash off to the side. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloosh, he's so bloosh. he's so bloodlusty. He's just like ah, ah, ignore that. <laughs> just that, that was that was another one of those um, illustration moments that I did not like. Like how he was yeah, drawn he was on like, that, like haunched <laughs> over and yeah, yeah, yeah. The more I the I thought when I was reading, I was like, oh, Simon, this Simon kind of likes this vibe. But I get what you're saying, like. It's sort of not jarring, but it didn't fit with the rest of the animation styles until we get the reveal later. Mm-hmm. Like it makes way more sense for him. He looked way cooler at the end. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get away. Apparently, they're chasing this empty boat, this expert tracker and hunter and killer of weird bloods, um, is just fooled by them jumping in the cannonball into the water and yeah. holding their breath for a few seconds. Much like a bloodhound, he cannot smell anything in the water when it's below the water. That makes sense. That's uh, it. <laughs> I don't think it does. <laughs> and another, go ahead. Well, it's just like an otherworldly thing. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another just a thing that I thought was just a little too convenient for me was like the person we're meeting at the end of this tunnel is going to be captured by the guards. Mm-hmm. It sucks. We're we're fucked now. But then, as soon as they exit from this pipe and they see like sort of these weird magical creatures, and the person that they're meeting pops up, like, "Oh shit, I found you guys!" It was like that was only maybe ten seconds. Yeah, like I saw them gathering by there. I just started looking for other th- for people. I just yeah. started looking for people. <laughs> like, I get it. Like, yeah, okay. Uh, we need the story to progress a little bit more. But it was also like, oh, you're you're alive. <laughs> and uh, they also set up a campfire. Yeah. So I would imagine these the hunter would be like, oh, if I could smell blood from miles away, I could probably smell a campfire. Blood. Maybe. <laughs> they didn't see the campfire a few miles away? No. Why would no. they? Don't be realistic. <laughs> they weren't looking for campfires. They were looking for people. <laughs> that yeah, makes sense. Only people. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And then they have sort of a heart to heart. And she, she's like a insect humanoid. She's a fairy. Would, she's she's a, fairy. a fairy. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Um, she, uh, I loved her character design. Like Me too. I was starting to kind of not care that much. But when she was in, I loved it. I loved the idea of a... Um, excuse me for sniffling. I love the idea of a like fairy not being like pointy eared, yeah, just uh, like butterfly wings, yeah, Tinkerbell. Like, like I like fairy the idea dust of... all over them, yeah, right, yeah. It was like Super an insect cool. humanoid. Looked that looked so cool, mm-hmm. and just the colors start to pop. These little creatures that are children of the forest look cool. They're like sort of these rainbow rock creatures. They all look really cool. Rainbow rock creatures. They, they have uh, more like identity stuff. She's explaining to him like everyone's asleep and they're kind of talking because he's 
he's a kid that's magical, but grew up in that sort of hateful world. Mm-hmm. So he sort of still has those thought processes. He doesn't, he hates those things. Yeah, he hates his ears. He hates that part of himself. He wants to be normal. And she's just like, listen, man, you don't even know. Like growing up and just like becoming who you are, like that shit, you, I thought it was really cool because she, the distinction is very clear. She's like, you think you're going to evolve into this monster and it's no different than just like growing up. Like these people are going to become different people when they go to this town. You're going to become a different person. It's like, it's not so different becoming more magical and becoming a different person. Like it's not so different. And you'll, you'll see that. I really, really like this character. Um, it's just, I hate that. I like that character so much. Obviously we'll, we'll, we'll learn about why later on. Yeah. But yeah, I really liked this character. It was like, and I knew it was too too good to be true because she was cool. She had all the right answers. She was like a badass. She was a general in the war. She had curves. She was a general in this war, and she was like, "Yeah." He's like, "You guys are at war," and and she's like, "You guys have a small ass piece of land in the entire world." (laughs) It's like we we've been at war for a long time. I thought that was cool, and the. Especially, and this may, I don't know if this is the next issue, but especially when Oakley is flying away from their town and she sees how small that's it a, is. Yeah, that's the next issue. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, and then and that's the thing. It's just like, yeah, we, and she says specifically, I can't remember what her name is, but she says specifically, like, we don't think about humans as much as you guys think about us. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. We just live our lives. We don't think about you guys unless we run into you guys. Like we have entire lives that have nothing to do with like the world is us. You guys are just a small little city in the middle of nowhere. And that to me, my perspective, I was like, I haven't even I haven't even thought about it at all in this book because the focus has been on Pipe Town. Mm. But then you're just like there's the oh, desert vampires or whatever they're called. They have the fairies. You also have the Duke, who is apparently just the badass king of the outworld. Yeah, something. I, I'm interested in this book now. This piques my interest, especially because yeah. I like that character design so much. I was just like, yeah, I'm in. Give me more of that. Yes, definitely. Um, All right. Yeah, okay. So we're Take it on. away. Wait, what are we on? Which you issue four? Oh, I see your I see your thing here. You, you just corrected that. When sorry, let me start. <laughs> sorry, I'm Wait. four. I'm four. I'm four be, beers deep. I don't. I have not been drinking on the podcast lately. Yeah, I know, man. I've been feeling bad because I have. And again, this has been. I'm trying to be zen because we've had my internet's crapped out and so many problems, but. Forgive us this episode. And last episode sucks. It didn't suck. It was a good episode, but uh, my volume sounded super muffled, and I hate it. I listened to it, and I was just like, Grr. You sound like you were talking to like uh, one of those bullhorns. <laughs> like a megaphone. Like a megaphone. Yeah. Yeah, same thing. From All far right. away. It's uh, let's see. Wind, Oakley, Thorn, and Prince York think they found safety from their enemies in the magical lands outside of Pipe Town, but the bandage man has found him. And he has a shocking offer for wind. This was kind of interesting, uh, just talking about that particular point, which I know it's later in, but that he didn't automatically. Yeah, it's 
tried to kill wind. Like, I'm again. That was weird. And we'll get to that in a second. Okay, then. She because goes, a lot of stuff happens before then. I'm nah. just saying a lot of stuff happens before then. Nah. You're yeah, like, no, that's the most important part of this. Yeah, yeah, Big yeah. Ass yeah issue. <laughs> 40 pages, most important. Uh, <laughs> we, we see York, the prince, being an asshole about, like, her mom dying. She calls her, like, the fat barmaid. He's just being, like, a crappy prince. They get to the town where they're supposed to get on the boat to go to the Duke's land, Northland, whatever they call it. And the bandaged man and his men have completely sieged this dock. They have it all set up. They're just like, yeah, we're waiting for you guys. So they come up with a plan to fly them out one by one. That's important. They fight a little bit about who's going to go first, which I was interested in who would actually go first in my own like plan. I, you know, it was stupid, but Oakley goes first and then it's just wind York and, um, fuck. What's that guy's name? Buff guy, buff runner guy. They're there by themselves. Thorn. Thorne's sort of like, hey, man, chill chill out. Like, you're being a jerk. I get it. But, like, just chill out a little bit. And he, like, calls him out. He's like, you want to be, like, we both know you're only doing this because you don't want to be king and you want to, like, be absolved of all responsibility. But, like, you also want to be painted as this benevolent prince that saved all these weird bloods. So, like, just start acting like that because that shit's not going to work if everybody hates you because you're being an asshole. And he's like, yeah, whatever. But then Wynn goes off and I'm like, hey, man, listen. Uh, I saw like 50 people get killed. And then the person that was pretty much my mom my whole life, she got killed. Yeah. And it's like all these people got killed so you could leave. So mm-hmm. chill out. Like, yeah, stop like, being an asshole. <laughs> this thing isn't just about me because uh, I don't feel like Miss Molly knew how special he was. She's just kind no. of. No, yeah, he's just there. So she's loved him. Yeah, she, she's loved him, and she knew that he would like it was her son, and she knew that he would get killed by the bandaged man because he could smell blood or whatever the weird thing was about him, mm-hmm. and so she wanted him to get the safety. And but yeah, and even Wind is like, listen, man, I get it, you're the prince, but like, fuck, dude, everybody is dying around you, and you're being an asshole about it. Yeah, fuck, dude. Like, Jesus Christ. And Thorne's like, yeah, I mean, the kid is right. And they have a sweet moment together where he's like, um, you know, hey, man. I guess Wynn's sort of spiraling after going off on York. And then he just lets it all out. Like, hey, man, I watched you every day. I thought that you would, you know, I imagined you and me going to dinner. And he's just like, uh Maybe you'll find that in Northtown or wherever they're going. And um, they just kind of chill out for a second. It, it was cool. It was a sweet moment. Thorne wasn't like a, wasn't weirded out by it. He wasn't like rude or anything. Like He was very understanding. And I thought, again, I love the normalcy of it. Yeah. I just love how it's not like a. It's not even me saying shoving it down your throat. I just like I just like it to be because it's people's lives. 
Like it shouldn't be this big thing that's a big deal, a big story note. Like it's just these people's lives. And they have the right for their lives to be as normal as you and I are. Like we're fucking weird. (laughs) So that was a great moment. But, and as you talked about, the fairies taking Oakley first and she actually sees Pipetown from the sky and she's like, man, it looks so small. And she's like, hey, that's because it is small. It is super small. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it was weird that she took her first. Like, I feel like there were other choices. Definitely should have taken the important people first. See, you and I are thinking the same way because I was thinking like, what are they going to do? And when they took Oakley, I was like, I wouldn't take Oakley, but who would I take? Like, and once the dialogue started, I was like, okay, they needed to have this conversation. That makes sense. But like, uh, yeah, take the prince first, right? Because yeah, or fucking wind like one of the two i would say take the prince first because if all else fails get him the fuck out of there well sure and And they say that i think they say that so the reason that i um say that wind because okay they couldn't smell him under the water of the sewer so if he took him out in the middle of the ocean that's true i would assume that he would be okay. That's true. Sidebar. It's not a podcast episode unless we have a sidebar. Can we talk about one gripe that I have? And this is earlier on. I forgot to mention. We can always talk about it. Thorn has an insane moment that I feel like gets glossed over in the book. The bandage man is Thorn sleeping in his room and the, he hears a noise downstairs and the bandage man is beating the crap out of his dad. And he's like, hey, man, what's going on? And his dad's like, go back to sleep. And he's like, no, motherfucker, don't go back to sleep. <laughs> like, I smell blood here or whatever his weird thing is. And uh, the dad or you know, the dad explains like, yeah. I this thing got out of control, and then the bandage man's like, "Well, how do I know you didn't let it get out of control, or whatever? How do I know your son didn't do it?" It was just like this weirdly intense moment that just sort of gets glossed over because then the bandage man leaves, and Thorns, you know, mending to his dad or talking to his dad, and then the next page or two pages later, he's at the throne room and he's leaving. Mm. So, like, what I, dialogue did he have between him and his dad to where he left his dad that just got his ass kicked? <laughs> uh, well, I don't remember, so it was definitely glossed over. <laughs> it was so glossed over, man. It's, to me, I'm yeah. just like, what was the point? Why did his dad have to get his ass kicked for that? Mm-hmm. And then why would he leave his dad if his dad was in danger? I don't know, man. I that was, you know. That was a weird gripe. Sorry, I just thought about it, and it just it threw me off. But we're back to the present time. They're up on the hill. They've hashed it all out. They've had their their sort of sweet gay guy talk. <laughs> uh, also, <Duh>. York <laughs> is like I just say that because it's the best. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not laughing. I'm not <laughs> laughing out of intolerance. I'm laughing because the way you said that. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> York has got a reality check that has seemingly shook him to his core. He shook. Because now he's just like, damn, yeah, I am a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. 
Because he didn't use anybody's names. He just like called, like I said, called her mom fat, and she's like, "Hey, my mom's dead, probably." So he, probably stop. He that. really did change his attitude quickly, though. Yeah, like, like extremely com- quickly, like complete. I would be okay if it was a gradual change, but it was like completely. Yeah, I'm a, I mean, I'm a new, I'm a new man. Yeah, I didn't hate it, but it was like oh, okay. <laughs> we had to get that in the story real quick. Yeah. I just, I still would have appreciated if it was like, I kind of like him being that character. Like, okay, yeah, reality check. I should be a little nicer, but I'm also still, I've been a a spoiled prince my entire life. So I can't just shake that instantly. Right. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So check me a few times. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Like, not like, oh, now. Yeah. Affluenza. Yeah. Now I'm the benevolent prince. (laughs) Like, it's just, I've transformed. Because some kid yelled at me. <laughs> yeah, this guy that I I mostly like. Yeah. It's gonna be a love triangle thing. Yeah, later. and then wind. Yeah, because there was one scene before where they're at the campsite, and then like York is sleeping in between the legs of Thorn. <laughs> I don't know if you ever noticed that. I didn't. No, it's weirdly ambiguous, man. They do not touch on it, and they. I think York when they're talking before he asks Thorn to go with him, he says, "Listen, I know our friendship isn't the most normal." So it's like they hint at it, but they don't really say, like, yeah, man, we like each other. Mm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's. Hmm. The bandage I, man says something about it later. I bet that is going to be one of those things. It's going to be a thing. Yeah, it has to be. Uh, mm. Wind is the hero now. After being this, like, skittish, coward, courage the cowardly dog character the entire story. <laughs> He's the hero now. They see the bandaged man and his troops coming, and he's like, I'll handle this. They can smell me. I'll lead them off the trail. Which, I mean, he made a reference earlier in the boat. He was like, yeah, you guys should get rid of me. Lose me, and you'll be fine. He he tried to jump out of the... Or he tried to do something with the boat. Like, let me lead them away. He tried to do the same thing earlier. So it's not like it's like a complete new thing. But he... You know, he said, hey, man, you guys gave me a little bit of normal. I'm good. Now I could probably die, which is like fucking depressing. <laughs> but he leads them off and it works. York and, them, York and Thorn are safe for now. And the bandaged man chases wind into the forest. Hmm. Chases this the is, wind. This is the part that you couldn't wait to talk about. So Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, take it away well th- yeah this particular part is is cool because you you find out some interesting things about about these characters so the bandage man reveals that he is a weird blood like yeah and, and Which it, it's it's even weirder before that because you know his the king's men are with him and they're like searching through the forest and he's like i which i thought was just like the weirdest dialogue he's like i have to relieve myself you go you guys go ahead go back up to the hill i have to relieve myself and i'd like to do it alone and i was like that's weird dialogue <laughs> yes of course you would like to do it alone all right <laughs> yeah. and then he like steps over the log and he sits down and he's like he knew wind was behind him and he's like that was a lie. Like, hey, you don't have to say that. Yeah, <laughs> we, get we all out here. That was a we, lie. We all knew that. <laughs> like, just in case you weren't coming out because I was pissing, I'm not. I'm not pissing. Just and then in we, case you didn't know. 
and the wind is like, hey, man, you're not going to kill my friends, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what did you think was going to happen? This interaction was all weird to me. Well, and just, uh, yeah, it was really strange. And this guy is so tough. And it's like, I'm going to beat you up. That's what I'm saying. Like, this guy has been this menacing. The management has been this menacing character this entire book. And then Wind is just like, listen, buddy. My (laughs) friends are going to get out of here. And it's just like, just chop his head off. And then go kill his friends. You you do such a great Mickey Mouse voice. (laughs) So good. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so to, so we find out that again that this is all for money for the bandage man because yeah. he's a vampire. Yeah, he doesn't really give us. It seems like he hates, and that's the story they tell. He hates weird bloods because they killed his family, and even yeah, yeah. Wind is like, "I thought they killed your family." He's like, "Man, what? No, yeah, yeah. get paid, bitch. <laughs> I am weird blood. Yeah, this um, is fun." He says, like, this is fun. I get paid. I get to kill people. Like, right. I, I have my only plan. My only stipulation was I have to be bandaged, which, hey, guess what? I'm a fucking vampire. This is perfect. Yeah, it's good because I'm <laughs> out in the sun, um, which that is when I liked the bandaged man design. I love the, the I like the vampire design. Oh, his vampire uh, design was freaking perfect to me. Yeah, it was great. And once I once we know exactly what he is, I'm. I'm more tolerant to his weird proportions. It makes uh, more sense, but it's also like it was a little too much in the first issues. Like mm. there was because I the whole time I was like he's not a normal person because his arms are significantly longer than like everyone else. It's just like he's, well, and he has this monolithic head. Yeah, his head was too big and long. Oh, that was probably loud. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I couldn't. I didn't like that. But now. I'm down. And it was just such an interesting moment when he has this like calm talk. He's like murdering the shit out of every weird blood up until this point. Uh-huh. Yeah, I thought it was weird too. No, no questions asked. Which almost makes me think that he knows that wind is something special. Well, he's he says it. I mean, he says it when he first oh, smells yeah. his blood. He says that he's special. So maybe that interaction is only because he knows it's special. Yeah. The fee- the fairy that we are, you know, that's trying to save them and take them to the Duke makes a reference at the campfire in an earlier issue. Like she says, "Let me see your ears," and she says, "Oh wow, it's royal! Like you're from royal blood because um, weird blooded care or you know people, it's never so symmetrical. Like his ears are completely symmetrical, and she's like, it's never like that. So you're obviously from royal blood, and so this is gonna be a thing." Mm-hmm. Um, but he offers them he's like listen man I can take you somewhere that can actually heal you like you tried it I know that's what you want I can do that for you all you have to do is give me your friends and then he just like kind of like mind fucks him and gets the info without getting the info right yeah, I, yeah. I thought it was weird that he he still kind of let him go though after he got the info like he lets him go twice. He lets him run off into the forest, but then his, the henchmen grab him, and then Wind gets away again, and he's just like, ah, let him go. He does it twice, and I just thought that was weird. Yeah. It'll, he'll be dessert, or whatever fucking weird thing he said. 
And he's like, I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you where my friends were. And he was like, you told me everything I need. Yeah, you told me there's a fairy around here. Yeah. And I'm not talking about you. It's like, whoa, dude, homophobic. Yeah, yeah chill out, man. Vampires. That, no wonder everyone hates you guys. Because they're homophobes. And you suck people's bloods out of their butts. Um, but then he's automatically like, yo, get the archers, shoot anything out of the sky. Heartbreaking. This broke my heart. It broke my heart because. Oh, God. Yeah. She's coming back to get the next person and she gets arrows just through her body. And this is the first like I, we see people getting killed and stuff. But this is the first. It's usually silhouettes throughout the whole book. They usually. Throughout this book, they haven't really showed blood or anybody get killed. They show like silhouettes or sort of like a black and white sort of, you know, uh, flashback scene. This time it's very graphic, not like over the top graphic like Ryan Otley or Treadmore, but like bright colors. than we've seen, yeah. Yeah, they show the arrow go through a heart and the blood spout out. And I was just like, oh, what? This was such a cool character. Such a we've only had her for an issue and a half, and she's dead, and she dies. And it was like the it, it was it to me it was just weird. This was a little jarring to me because we just got the bandaged man that was so calm and so collective, and then he he went from being like a henchman loyal to the king to being this calm character with maybe an ulterior motive to being evil yeah yeah he's like a bad dude because at this point he's just like evil to be evil because she's like um you know whatever long live the duke and he's like ah how dare you and it's just like she spits at his face and he squashes her yeah that that was the point where i felt really bad because she's like a bug so yeah she has an exoskeleton so she just completely like oozed yeah she's dead dead yeah, it was sad. I was just like, damn, I really like this character. One of my favorite characters of the book so far. And she just got iced. But then he... I can't remember what happens. Because at some point... they can't. Do we see wind? No, we don't see wind yet. Wind, wind runs away. They, the Yorick and Thorn don't see wind. Um, Yorick and Thorn go to the bandage man to confront him about killing wind because mm-hmm. Yorick had, yes. Okay. So Yorick has, is feeling bad that they automatically assume that wind is dead. So he finally has his hero moment where he's like, what'd you do to him? What'd you do to the kid? And he's just like punching him. It's like Gumby and it's not doing anything to him. He's just like, Oh, okay. I use his blood to oil my blade or whatever. Cool. Macho man thing. He said, and he punches the Yorick, but then Thorn comes down. Obviously, he has muscles for this exact moment <laughs> to punch uh, the bandaged man. You start to see his teeth come through his bandages, which I thought was cool. Yeah. You get to actually see like more of a design for the character rather than just like a bandaged long head. And then again, just more evil stuff, man. What's weird about so what's weird about that character is like when he
Oh, I was going to say, I didn't even hear that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't see that you awesome. it. Anyway, um, what's weird about that whole interaction is just... <laughs> yeah, sorry. You have to cut that out. Anyway, what's weird about that interaction is like how he's willing to mess up the prince, like yeah. to so obviously Thorne's a threatening character because he punches him and he's like, Oh yeah, I felt that. But then he's also like, if he hits me again, cut off one of the prince's legs. <laughs> Just like, what? I don't know. He just went from being this menacing character to being, again, weirdly calm to being evil. Yeah, well, you would almost see it the other way. It's weird that he's threatening the prince. He's like, he didn't say I had to bring you in whole. But it's, it's weird that he's threatening the prince and not Thorn against the prince. Like the prince would be like, whatever. It it goes both ways because then a, a page later or whatever he's like he flips it yeah yeah I'll cut his head off <laughs> who's he's who's... like I gotta, I gotta make a I gotta make a lesson out of this or I gotta teach you a lesson I'm gonna kill yeah. this guy you know he's like oh I can I can sense the puppy love on you like you love him you don't want you don't want me to see me cut his leg off and he's just like he's just messing with these guys now because you're gonna kill yeah. Thorn anyways so yeah what? <laughs> you just don't want him to fight back that's weird. And so he's like, yeah, I'm going to kill him. But Wind, side story, is in the forest trying to figure out how to save his friends. He goes to the Skittle Rock Monsters. He's like, I need you to come on me. <laughs> this was such a... That was weird, man. That Was was that not weird? It was weird because it... So the uh, plant monsters touch you and they cause a problem. So that's a legend. And then mm-hmm. it's like, well, no, that doesn't actually happen. But then it then he calls on the forest creatures to make that actually happen. Yeah, they he absorbs them into his body, like it just <laughs> and it completely glosses over it. Maybe they'll explain it later. But they, there's an epilogue of the book which they don't explain it at all. So in fact, that would be the time to explain it. I think they just jizz on him. But they just like all just like sort of like you said came on his body and just like absorbed into they, his meat. They they <laughs> jizz their magical sperm on him, but yeah, it's it, like that Skittles commercial where he's like, "Oh yeah, baby, I'm about to come." <laughs> no, no, it's a fake, <laughs> fake Skittles commercial. If you have not seen Skittles commercial, look up Skittles. I think it's like Skittles honeymoon or something. <laughs> if you okay, listen, I'm going to use this as a as a shameless plug for our Patreon. I tonight, uh, so this will already be on. Oh, no, I'll wait till Wednesday. Tonight, Wednesday night, I will post that on our Patreon page, and I will. It'll basically the caption will be like, "If you listen to the episode, you know why I'm posting this." Mm-hmm. Um, hilarious! One of my favorite Skittles commercials because of, right. <laughs> because if it's not a Skittles commercial, it's genius. I've watched it a zillion times because it's so funny. Um, but it's like that. It's like they were just like bloop 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 bloop. Now you have wings, which. It took me a second to get there, but I was also like, uh, okay. 
They kind of grow weird too. Uh, I thought it was cool how they grow out of his body. I like, liked. It. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Mid body, not really. It was weird. Yeah, it was weird because they were under. Usually, you see wings like uh, mm-hmm. Archangel, like X Men Archangel, where they're just like he's like this beautiful white man with a six pack. <laughs> just like he's like that white angel is what his name should be. <laughs> I mean, White Knight. Um, yeah. Uh, so that was weird. So I don't think. They necessarily like ooze into his body. The 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 fairy lady kind of talks about what they do. It's just like the contact and how mm. they used to be this thing, but they're formless creatures now. Yeah, because of neglect or whatever. Yeah. So I don't really know. It kind of reminds me of um, what's that Miyazaki film? Which one? Princess Mononoke. No, the one with the maybe yeah, with the little forest creatures and they like Yeah, that's but okay. Yeah, yeah. Reminded me of those characters. Um But that was definitely a weird like Deus Ex Machina moment. Like, oh the yeah. bandage man left me alone to go get the prince and chop yeah, off like, his how legs. I, hey, how can I save our friends? How can I save our friends? And I'm like, We can help you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like let us just come in your mouth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just, they were rainbow creatures. That was yeah. a little, little too, too on the head. Yeah, to to, to <laughs> it was a pride parade. <laughs> we're just kidding. We are kidding. Don't cancel us. We have lots um, of good friends. Yeah, that's like the thing that you have to say. <laughs> we have so many good friends. Um, but it's like, uh, fuck, I, I lost it. I was gonna say something what I thought was funny, but go ahead. It was this was a little too much convenience for me. It was weird, and I, it I didn't like this part. Um, the way this like sort of all just happened so fast. the The ending of this issue happened like rapid fire. The bandaged man says, "You know what? I'm not going to chop his head off. I'm not going to stab him like I do everyone else. I'm going to throw him off the mountain because convenience." Can I and say something real quick? Go ahead. I think we're in issue five now. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, we are talking. We were just like talking, <clears throat> um, which is which is fine. I'll just we'll, we'll just talk about it real yeah, quick. I'll just say issue number five. It's not yeah. very long either. Issue number five. It's Wind versus the Bandaged Man. Kind of. They don't really actually fight. Yeah. But if Wind wants to save his friends, he'll need to accept who he truly is and the power come the power that comes from being a weird blood. Which I think is cool because when he does stand up to him in issue four, he says, I have these dreams. It's, 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 it's the things like this in this book are beautifully illustrated. I love mm-hmm. his dream version of himself. Like it happens early, the first issue, he has this dream becoming like this, this bird creature. And then his sister Oakley kills him because she's like, What'd you do to him? But it had, he sort of like tells you know the bandaged man about that and he has this whole sequence a beautiful page and then um and then he's just like goes back to normal and it's still like sort of an after effect of him telling the story i thought it was just a, such a good scene but they don't really fight this synopsis is they don't really it's not like a fight <laughs> he's a kid it's all convenience really it's this whole issue is convenience and it's my gripe it's probably the weakest issue of the story mainly because it's like oh yeah we got to end this thing 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he grows his wings, which is cool. That's great. I'm not. I don't complain about that. But then, um, Thorn gets thrown off, like we were talking about before. He doesn't get his head chopped off. He doesn't get stabbed. He doesn't get mutilated like this menacing bandage man is like known for. He just gets thrown off the side. Again, very Scooby Doo, very cartoony. Yeah, we, we've everyone has seen this at least once. Yeah, and he's like, like I'm seen falling. this exact scene. Yeah, I'm falling, blacked out. No, you're not. But then he's like on top of wind, and wind is like this little Oof. fragile guy. He's on top of wind. See, that's which, where. Which wind is probably like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, he's like a he's like a a dude at a music festival with a chick <laughs> on his shoulders. Like, yes. <laughs> and then he's like, it, this guy is a huge. Thorn's a big guy, and wind isn't. And this is his first mm-hmm. time flying. So I'm just like, ah, okay, that's, I don't know about this. But then he's like, hey, York, jump. And I'm like, what? Now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden he's like a unicorn. <laughs> like this giant yeah, horse one that, more. Just, that people could just ride on. So York jumps. He saves him. But not only that, then the bandage man's like, hold up, wait. I want to ride too. <laughs> so he, he grabs <laughs> I need to ride. It grabs them by the leg, and they're just like, there's a lot of movement and interaction on this like 13 year old boy's body. Mm, He's holding a two grown man, two grown men, and another. It's a very weird thing for you to say. I'm just saying. There's like two grown ass men on his back, and then like a 360 pound dude pulling on his leg, and he's flying like it's nothing. (laughs) Yes, it is very strange. That's weird. And then Thorne's like, Break dancing on his back and kicks, kicks the dude, uh, kicks management in the face, which I thought was cool. That's cool. It, it breaks the bandages and it burns for a second, but then just like her piece. Anyway, go ahead. But then he kicks him off and he fucking dies. Right. I did think that that was very like wow. Uh, wait, yeah, way to just kill his ass. What? <laughs> well, I just, I that was the least satisfying death. It's like a Game of Thrones death to me. It was like you want these mm-hmm. characters that you hate so much to die, and they just like, oh, they had a heart attack. Yeah, he died. He was stabbed one time. Died. <laughs> it's like they don't, he's this menacing character through the entire book one, uh, and then he just. Falls to his death on like a rock, pride rock. Pride. <laughs> I was like, uh, "What?" That was it, pride rock. He's such yeah. a good. He was such a good villain that I was obviously. Um, maybe he's not dead. Well, I mean, maybe not, but he had a giant rock through his entire body. <laughs> also, so, he was caught in the sun, so yeah, he is probably uh, he's, dead. He's really close to being dead. Um. But he was just like a obviously multi-dimensional character too, because we don't know if he was telling the truth about being able to help Wind. Mm-hmm. We don't even know, but we don't more than that. We don't know what made him be so calm in that situation and actually talk to him. Like to me, there was more to that that scene than just that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and for him to die like that, I was just like. Mm. No, I don't know about that. 
Yeah, it was very truncated and just kind of over. <laughs> yeah, and then it, it, that's it. It happens. He dies. Wind gets him to the boat. There, everybody's safe. The boat leaves, and that's it. That's the issue. It was like zero, like low stakes. The entire and I might be missing something. I probably need to go back and look, but it was very low stakes to me. A little bit, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. It was kind of a. What'd you think about this issue? I mean, it. So I like that it kind of rounded it up for the sake to. of the trade. Yeah, you know. But mm, I don't know. I'm with you. Like the fact that he just kicked his face off and he's like, ah, shit, son. Ah, <laughs> and then he falls on the thing like that was uh... like, yeah, I, I would have been cool if he burned and then dropped down. I'm like, and he was open, like his bandages were open and he got burned. And he was like significantly hurt to like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't hunt people anymore, but I'm still like a character. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like, oh, shit. And yeah. Then he's, yeah. Or, like, or if he's like the guy in the robe now, and he's just like, oh, no, I can't do shit, but I can still help you if you want to come this way. Like, if he needs help, that yeah. would have been an interesting character. Yeah. Arc. Like, he's like, or if he becomes part of the group because he's like, no, he's of no use to the king anymore. Right. But he's just like, gross, get out of here. And then now he needs help. Yeah, that'd be way better. Come on. Tinian. Come on, dog. Tinian. 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 That's Tinian. Poo poo. Hire us, man. We'll be the guys in the corner like, you should do this, man. <laughs> hey, man, that's a weird character arc. <laughs> that was, that was the, yeah. and then like at the boat, he was just like, oh, man, my wings hurt. <laughs> All that running around. <laughs> I don't know. This was the weakest issue to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because the other issues were build up into to this issue. And, you know, uh, one complaint that we have numerous episodes is that if you write a book, you write a trade, knowing that you're going to write multiple trades. And this is very, very, very specifically going to have multiple books. Mm-hmm. It's even volume one is even called book one. <laughs> so it's obvious that they're going to have multiple books. So, yeah, I, I get, do. I, I get it. Well, and I do appreciate that. I don't know. I appreciate that it kind of ended and it wasn't so. Like it wasn't like you have to read the next book. It wasn't like so cliffhanger. Yeah, I do agree that I do like that. It was rounded off, even if I feel like it was a bit. For the sake of rounding it off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, Um, I'm, I'm mixed. Mixed feelings. In the epilogue, the back half of this book is an epilogue, and I do appreciate Wind sort of accepting himself. That was important to me because Definitely. it was a character. His whole character, his character arc would have been nothing if he didn't accept himself at the end of this book. Because he wants to be normal, he thinks something's wrong with him. It's like typical. Like I've had, you know, obviously, you know, anxiety and, you know things about myself. I'm sure you have too. It's just like part of growing up and for him to finally accept himself. Like he, yeah, that's, that's actually kind of cool. I saved the day. Like this is just part of who I am now. Yeah, it is kind of cool. Oakley sees him and she's like, Oh shit, that's badass. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're not as weird as you think you are. You're actually really cool. 
And um, just to see him sort of accept himself to me was very important that they added that. And it saved this issue for me. Yeah, definitely. He goes from considering himself like this weird black griffin monster. He has this nightmare constantly to, you know, being, um, I don't know, being just a kid with wings, which is Mm -hmm. great. Yeah, and he even says before, like him and the bandage man when they're talking in the forest, he's like, uh, I, I wanted to kill myself, not kill myself, but like allow myself to get killed because I I hated my life so much. And he's like, listen, nothing's changed. Like, you're still scared. You're, you're here. You still are offering yourself up to be killed. Like, you hate yourself that much. And so for him to be, you know, to accept himself to me was a huge character moment which I really appreciated. Yeah. All right. That's it. Issue five. There are a few issues after this book two has started. Um, I have not read it. I, I want to though. Just because I mean, I don't F it. I hate this book. What did you think overall? Just like a grand scheme story. what do you think? Yeah. Grand scheme. I liked it. Um, I will say that the, I don't know the the I don't like high fantasy that much, to mm. be completely honest. So it didn't pull me in as much as I wanted to. It. To. I like this. I like I like when we have different different views on things because I I like high fantasy, which is weird because I think I just like nerdy shit in general. I don't think I think it's just like all of it. Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter is are about as high fantasy as I want to get. And um, I mean, they've they've cornered the market on high fantasy. They well, I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying, like when you get into D and D, and this is along those lines. Like I don't know, I did like that it wasn't um, like fairies and vampires. I like that it was uh, between fairies and vampires and plant creatures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too. There weren't dwarfs. There weren't elves yeah it wasn't like the typical high fantasy story yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i do so i appreciate that too and again that's why i appreciate like the modern technology that was sort of mixed in like the speedboat was jarring yeah. but the rest of it was so subtle that you don't that the speedboat was jarring the rest of yeah. it was so subtle that you didn't notice it until there was a fucking speedboat in the in the book yeah yeah, yeah. kind of a um anachronistic but also like kind of steampunkish well, that's where I kind of like, and I hate to compare it to Zelda, but like Zelda has like technology, even right, if it's right, like right. older technology. Like, it's not sort of the same. Like this is this is more like modern day technology <laughs> in high fantasy. But sidebar: that's one of the reasons why I love Skyward Sword so much because the original, the original Zelda, the reason he's called Link is because it was supposed to be a link between the past and the future, mm. and but they couldn't do the future part on the NES. So he just became like kind of high fantasy elf thing. Yeah. And in Skyward Sword, you actually go to this place and there's like these time stones that activates and he gets these robot. Anyways, sidebar. That's why I like Skyward Sword. Most people don't like that game. I really I like, that I like game. it. Yeah, I like it. I, I want to get the remaster, but I haven't yet. Yeah, I, I do too, but I also have not yet. Um, 
Let's talk about R. I mean, I, I I didn't give my thoughts on that. I like this book. I do like high fantasy more and more lately. I think Folklore's really opened it up for me. Um, but I like Harry Potter. I like Lord of the Rings. And I think I've been reluctant to like high fantasy for so long because I'm, I've been such a superhero buff my most of my life. And so high fantasy is like, it's weird because it's like, and I've come to realize this, but it's like, I read comic books. I know legitimately more than most people know about comic books, but I also will call someone that plays D and D like a nerd. <laughs> so oh, yeah, like, yeah. 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 Lex and I are what we call jock nerds. Like, yeah, we're the people that come in and it's like, we are almost like, yeah. we're just a little bit different. Yeah, um, like we would go to the comic book shop and they would have like on Saturdays is a thing that I think most comic book shops have is like they would have these big ass D&D games or like Pokemon tournaments or whatever they would. I don't even know, but we'd be like, oh, God, these guys are fucking nerds. But in the in the grand scheme of it, it's like, oh, we're also guys on a Saturday going to pick up comic books. <laughs> so it's like that's kind of nerdy. And so yeah. as I get older and, and sort of mature, it's still 11 year old on the inside. Um, I realized like, oh, maybe maybe I do like this stuff. It's not that bad. Like, I didn't watch or read Harry Potter until uh, I moved here. Like, I read all the Harry Potter books in Austin and watched all the movies here. I never read them before because I was like, oh, that's lame. Uh, but they're not. But <laughs> they're they're not. I I love them. <laughs> like as an adult. I love them all. And my wife has read them. My children have them. I mean, we have Whoa. them. You let your kids read that? Whoa, man. I make my kids read it. Yeah. <laughs> read this and let's worship the devil. Yeah. No, but it's... Uh, <laughs> we're not going uh, to church. We're, going, we're watching Harry Potter on Sunday. We're watching Harry Potter. We're watching the whole thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are we talking about? I don't know. Anyway. Um, okay. I like the book. And I was... It took me a while. I wasn't in the first issue or the second issue, but issue three, which is it is it doesn't mean it's a good thing or a bad thing. We review yeah. trades here. Some people call it a trade review. <laughs> in the terms of a trade, <laughs> in the terms of a trade, when I got about halfway through or you know, halfway into it, I was like, oh, okay, I, I'm I'm picking up on some of the notes. I do like this. Um and so, yeah, that's why I was talking about my love for high fantasy it just branches out some sometimes. Yeah, um, I did like it overall. What I don't like, even though it's only five issues, I know they're long, um, but they're even long. though it's only five issues, it uh, I I to me it seems like the same as like when somebody tells you to read uh or that tells you to watch a series like oh you go you gotta watch game of thrones i'm just using this as an example you gotta watch yeah. game of thrones but you gotta get through the first like yeah five yeah i do that i know i do that but it's and i know a lot of people i know a lot of people probably do that i mean you watch common rider there's no way you can convince me to watch common like there's some I'm just, well, I will watch Common Rider. I'm pretty. I'm I watch really, it when I'm like waking up in the morning. <laughs> I don't. But you, okay, well, okay, not Common, Common Rider is good, but you watch Super Sentai, which is yeah, yeah. I ca I cannot watch a lot of it. it. 
Okay, I can watch. I'm lying. I watch it. I watch a lot. Of it. But I'm saying, I'm like, pretty, I'm pretty impressionable. If Simon says he watches, I'm probably gonna watch it. Yeah, but I get what you're saying. Like normal friends that could give a shit less about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is kind of funny. Like overall, just going in, it's like you. Know, <laughs> it's the definition of bullying. You like go in, and you're like these fucking nerds playing their Warhammer. Yeah, yeah. Do y'all have a Dark Knight number 52? Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, but we played Hero Clicks. Yeah, yeah. Which is um, like the same thing. <laughs> We're like selective nerds. Yeah, the the exact same thing. We're selective nerds. Uh, let's talk about art for a second. What do you think about the art overall in the book? Um, Overall, I, if I had to give it a rating, I'm not going to give it a rating. I liked it. I'm not going to say I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was enjoyable. I think it fit the tone of the book. Yeah. But um, I did not like um, I did not like the, the design of the bandaged man until he was unmasked. I could not. And I want you to go through. I want you to skim through it. I don't want you. I want you to reread the entire thing. I want you to skim through it and then pay attention to the eyes. I cannot get over the eyes. I think it's like 90% of the times they're just like, it reminds me of Rick and Morty, like his eyes. Oh, yeah, they're like weird vibrating eyes. Yeah. The entire like time, it was just like, I cannot, I can't, it was like an emotional scene that her, that the Miss Molly's eyes were like that. And I was just like, I, I'm not in this. Good golly, Miss Molly. I was, I could not get into it. Other than that, I'm a huge person on colors. Yeah. Huge person. I'm a huge person. I've been eating. I'm a huge person. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the pandemic, man. I've been eating a lot of honey buns. Um, I love colors when it comes to books, and this one did a very good job at it. I love colors. See you guys next time. <laughs> yeah, that was the wisest statement I've ever. I love colors when it comes to books. Anyways, bye. <laughs> So oh, the the color palette of this book was uh, really nice. It was bright pastel-y, but not being like Easter, yeah. you know. And and the I loved the way they switched the art style up with flashbacks and like stories. Like when they told the story of the ancients and sort of like the gods they worship, it was a completely different art style, a completely different color palette. It was it is really jarring because it takes you completely out of the story. And again, it was hard to read because it was, it was like really like worshipy God stuff. Like it was like these four gods, one of them's like a fucking turtle and they are above everybody. And they had sons that they put out into the world, but then the sons were kind of assholes and they stopped coming to visit us. So we said, fuck them. And there's like this tree monster that hated everybody because no one came to visit. It was like this weird story in the middle of the book. and yeah. uh, But the art style was good. It, I appreciate... I like all of the art except for the fucking eyes. Except for the fucking eyes. Oh my gosh. I get those oh, fucking eyes, God. man. I'm going to post some pictures of it uh, just for reference whenever uh, after yeah, I drop this episode. Put it, put it on the teasers because I yeah. honestly didn't notice it. That didn't bother me that much. Oh, um, I think it might now. Now that I show you, you'll be like, yeah, really? now, yeah, that that, now that it's out there, probably, yeah. I think I think what bothers me the most is that it the consistency. Like sometimes it wasn't like that. Sometimes they were like detailed pupils, 
or yeah. even larger pupils. But then sometimes they were like legitimate dot, like one pencil dot, <laughs> like not. He yeah, didn't draw it. It was just like, <laughs> yeah, like barely like, there. Boop, boop. Those are eyes. They were like eggs with dots. It was the fucking. I could not get over it. Right. Uh, other than that, I loved everything. I loved the art. Folklorey vibes. Uh, no disrespect, but I like folk. The consistency of folklore was there for me. Uh, this one had a little bit of inconsistencies. Like we talked about, the bandaged man was. 13 feet tall sometimes. Sometimes he was like the normal height of everyone else, but his body was the same size or same like shape. Um, I did like his wings. We talked about his wings went under his arms. Yeah. Yeah. I, liked I, thought, I thought that was really cool. So um, yeah, I liked it. I did like it. It took me a while to get into it. If I had to pick a high fantasy book that I preferred, um, it would be the other one we had said earlier. I forgot the I forgot the folklords. Folklords, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew, I, I preferred for folklords over this one to be completely. I did honest. too, but I think again the consistency of folklords was there story wise. Um, it didn't feel really rushed, and the art consistency was there. Yeah, yeah. I don't Which, know. I don't know. I don't know. I think why. you like a little. I think you like because it had more realism in folklords. Mm. I don't Maybe know. the, we'll uh, the, the story was kind of more interesting to me. I think with folklords, yeah. but yeah, but we, we talked about it. this one is obviously written for like you know in books. Like it's going to be a bigger thing. Like I feel like it's going to only get bigger. Mm-hmm. Um. And you know, Simon and I only read volume one, so we'll never we'll never know. <laughs> You'll have to tell us about it, guys. What did we grade in this thing? Let's pull out the Wednesday pull list official comic book grading chart. Nope. Let's pull it out. I, I specifically love because one sidebar, we have been getting some great comments, some great feedbacks about the show, like you know, you get so caught up in the metrics of things. You're like, oh man, we had these numbers last week. We're not matching it. We should, we're something's wrong. But when we get these messages like, oh man, I love your show. Like I've bought books, even though they should buy them from my Amazon shop, which that sucks. But they're like, I bought books <laughs> off of y'all's I recommendations. Thanks for your recommendations. I loved your show. Like those comments mean more than the numbers so like and i don't even mean to be corny or cheesy like genuinely i'm like oh damn people like the show and i also know that people listen because they're like what the fuck is going on with your great how do you grade these books it drives me nuts (laughs) and i'm like hey man it's all a mystery baby don't think about it too much bro (laughs) yeah it's basically it's almost like we don't rate so if you're a if you're into game reviews, um, what is it? Euro, Euro gamer. Euro gamer. Yeah, they don't. They say recommended, not recommended, whatever. That's mm-hmm. their grading system. People finally got over their whole like <laughs> original rating system. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like that. It almost yeah. it doesn't matter. Like we we say like you listen to the review, you know how we mm-hmm. feel about it. Whether or not you would 
read it is up to your, you know, do you trust us? Do you not trust us? Whatever. And it's all interpretive because like yeah. Simon's A1 is going to be different than my A. Like it's, uh, and the point of it is to explain why you're rating it that way. So like take the scale out of completely. And it's basically like, hey, what do you like about it? What, like you said, recommend it or not recommend it. That's it. This is, it's nothing. The origin story is I was on the internet one day. Simon has, it's not that Simon loves toast. Simon is an artist and a lot of his art is focused around toasters. <laughs> one day on the internet, I saw this, this was, this was an art piece that someone had did. And I was like, oh man, I really like that. Um, that would be funny if that was like a grading chart. And then yeah. I hodgepodge together <laughs> this insane grading chart and someone was like, yeah, that's ridiculous, but I like it. <laughs> and so we did it. Yeah. So every artist has their thing. And mm-hmm. mine just happened to be toasters for specifically. Most not like any toaster, though. That'd be weird. Yeah. They're like the chrome, like 50s toasters. Yeah. I love them as much as I love Zippo lighters. It's something about the smooth. Yeah. They're, anyway, they're cool. And, and the mid-century kind of point is i personify them in my art but Mm -hmm. it became such a thing that like now people are like oh lighting it a toaster (laughs) (laughs) it's like whatever but this grading chart is like like said it's it's interpretive you decide you know i love it and you know numerous times i've thought about changing it there's a there's a website out there called comic book roundup which i love it it, it takes all the various comic book reviews um, and sort of puts it all in one place and with little summaries on each one. And it has the grading scale like, oh, this one, these are tens, these are you know, all the way down to one. And the requirement, because I've talked to them numerous times and uh, it's very, very funny exchange because I'm like, hey, man, I would love for our reviews to be featured on Comic Book Roundup. And their only their only rule is that you grade comic books on a. 10 point scale mm-hmm. I'm like I, and i've thought about it before i'm just like i don't we don't even have 10 on here it's like that it's like aggressively against 10 point scale it goes from one to nine and then a to j it's like aggressively against because that's duh i, I just feel like it's too the nuance of the review is taken away when you just put a number on because if i see a book that's a 3.5 i'm like i don't even, i don't give a shit about the review i'm not gonna read it it obviously sucks well and it also like why would anyone listen to the review if they could just say like they could skip to the end and say oh they give it a five out of ten <laughs> yeah because now they're like oh shit lex gave that book an e1 i don't even know what an e1 is guess i gotta listen to the review <laughs> yeah not to say that we're holding you hostage but we kind of are um, but it's it's interpretive. I feel like it, it has more nuance than a ten point grading scale. Maybe that's the the artist in me, very small artist man. <laughs> I'm an artist. I'm an artist. <laughs> All right. Uh, sorry, that was the origin story. I'm going to clip that whole origin story for people, <laughs> so I can just anytime the next time Oops. someone asks, I'm just gonna be like, "Hip, here's a link to YouTube where we explain it in depth." Yeah, put some very epic music behind it. <laughs> Da, da, da. in a world so i'm yeah in a world where things are graded by how long they're left in a toaster oh god um, so i'm gonna give this i'm gonna go first yeah i, I, so I already you know. 
I spoiled my grade already. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a. I don't know, man. I think I'm gonna give it like a D two. I like the book, but it wasn't. It wasn't my favorite. It was a little undercooked for me. Again, I spoiled mine because I said E one and E one's my grade. <laughs> Which again, I like how we are so very similar. similar. I, like, yeah. I love, I love it's how like the same. I love how we're similar, but. The, again, the nuance is in the explanation. Like, I liked it. Like, if if someone gave me this piece, and this is how we grade it. If someone gave me that, I would eat it. Yeah, I mean, it's still, it's like whatever. I'd eat, I'd eat an A one. You know, oh, shit. I would eat all the way down to a I five, maybe I six. Honestly, I <laughs> five. Mm, yeah, that'd be pushing. I mean, I wouldn't want to, but if I, someone made, if someone made me toast. I, it's like, hey I, man, I made you toast. Throw some <laughs> jelly on it, and I'd eat it. Yeah, especially if she just gave me some loving. Yeah, I'd, I'd be say, like, fuck, crunch. <laughs> yeah, I six, I six is probably it's just, honestly still pretty good bit of toast. Yeah, I'd crunch it, but that would be like, this is not ideal. <laughs> uh, yeah, E one is my. I liked it. Uh, issue five didn't ruin it for me, but it was also kind of like. I kind of feel I, like one and five were the weakest for me. Yeah, I can see that. One, um, as I mentioned earlier, I bought one. Now that I think about it, I did read it and I was going to trade weight for it because I was like, oh, I read one. I'm like, I have. It's like a, it's one of those books. It got hyped up. And then this is what happens in the comic book world. They hype these books up. It's like, wind is going to change the game. It's going to be the next Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah, what? Okay. <laughs> Not they didn't say that, but it, it's no. like, you know, they they hype these books up. Uh like the synopsis I gave. It, it's the getting, you know, it's the highest it was a highest it, the highest selling launch for a reason. It's because they hyped it up and I remember getting it and um there was a show on YouTube, John's John Comics with Kids. They have this YouTube channel where they review it and they asked me to be on there to talk about wind and I was like, "Listen, man, I don't have a lot of nice things to say about it, so I probably shouldn't be on your show <laughs> because it was kind of boring. Like, if you think about it, like just reading issue number one, I'd be like, I'm not going to read anything else. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, issue one wasn't the greatest start. Um, mm-hmm. It gets better in the middle, and but also, you know, the ending is definitely trying to wrap it up. Yeah. So too much and i think about it the only saving grace is that it's a think about it as a ya book right yeah yeah if you think about it as a ya book and they usually release those as graphic novels sort of like um superman versus the clan Mm -hmm. so this is book one like let's not even think about it in issues if it's just book one and then a few months they release book two then it wouldn't be that bad it wouldn't be so bad as like an actual graphic novel, no issues. But yeah. no, my, my grade, my grade doesn't change though. Yeah, no, I, I got to stay with mine. Yeah. yeah. This was fun. I, pro- I apologize. I'm going to try to clean this up as much as possible. Um, I apologize for Texas and the it's infrastructure. Like yeah. <laughs> so we live in Texas and we like yeah. Texas, but we're not sure why we've talked about yeah. this earlier. So don't judge us. 
Yeah, we're not convinced why we like Texas. We're not uh, Abbott worshippers or anything. Not even a little bit. Um, <clears throat> thank you for sticking that. If you listen to last week's episode specifically, thank you. Because I got about 15 minutes in and I was just like, woof, no. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> listen to that. Um, so I apologize. But if you did listen to last week's episode, I appreciate you so much. If you want to support the podcast in any way, the best way to do it is to join our Patreon we have so many just like buckshot random shows that we put on there. We are, I, I'm sort of playing the Kevin Feige of the Wednesday pool list universe, <laughs> trying to do a few different things. Uh, Simon obviously has too much on his plate because I'm like, Hey man, I need you to do this. I just send Simon emails now. Like, Hey, like the other day I was like, Hey, are you busy? <laughs> it's just yeah, like, literally, I, didn't te- I didn't text you. I just like, if he answers this email, <laughs> good. If not, no, no sweat. <laughs> Working on a few different things. The Patreon's the best way to get sort of that buckshot of content that we're putting out. We, we've done a few things on YouTube. I watched, the first Captain America movie last week, we put that out and it was insane. Never watched it before. It was, it was weird. And um, I know we have some more things like that planned, but Patreon's the best way to, to support the podcast and get a ton of extra content. But if you just want to hang out with us and get to know us, you can join our discord links are yeah. everywhere. We talk every uh, once in a while. And yeah, <laughs> it's I try to, I try yeah. to specifically jump in at least once a day. <laughs> yeah, if you want to find me, I'm in the toy biz section. So yeah, uh, Simon will always respond to you in the toy biz section for yeah. sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, I can be everywhere. If you say something interesting, I'll, I'll pop up. But I usually try to at least jump in there to have a conversation once a day, or stop by our site, WednesdayPull.com. There you can find everything. Simon has amazing toy photography that's linked on there. We have various reviewers that do amazing reviews. I do all the press releases that we get from Image, Boom, IDW, Vault, Scout, Marvel and DC still have left us on red. But tons of tons of stuff. And we also get Super 7, Mezco press releases. I put those out. So tons of stuff that you get from our website. Check it out. Join our email list. I'll never email you anything because I'm scared of sending emails. Mm. It's so old. It's so like, old, so guy old stuff. I don't, I don't know. I don't open like random emails, so I don't, I don't imagine that other people do either. Um, but yeah, that's sort of how you can support the podcast. And if not, just follow us on social media and, and talk to us, and we will gladly hang out with you. So, you got anything, son? I don't. Um, I just want to say... Thank you to Mesco. I'm sure they listen to a podcast every week. But um, thank you to Mesco for uh, allowing me to win Mesco Monday. I'm a winner. And I got a Arsenal. Uh, yeah. DC Arsenal. He's pretty cool. I might sell him. <laughs> Honestly. So, so this is going to be a shameless plug. I don't plan on doing an extra long trending topics episode this week. I only plan on talking to like Simon for a few more minutes and just rifting really about the episode. It's more of like an after show talk with Simon. But if you want to hear Simon's thoughts about him winning Mezco Mondays, because if you've listened to the podcast, you know it's been a thing. Mm-hmm. He puts out these badass photos every week and they have slighted him, but he finally won. And if you want to hear about that, you'll have to listen to Trending Topics over on our Patreon. Yeah. Best listen, dog. Bye guys. 
Later, bitches. Oh, we're also circling the drain. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say that. Yeah, you got to circle the drain. Also, we're I up. couldn't end it on later, bitches, because you later, weren't. Bitches. Thank you guys for listening uh, every week faithfully. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, bye, guys. <laughs>